Welcome to the three-part teaching series, The Power of Prayer, featuring Christina Baker. In this series, you'll learn about prophetic intercession, waiting on the Lord, and understanding your authority in prayer. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire. This is teaching series number 11. It's called The Power of Prayer, featuring Christina Baker. This is part one of three. So there are going to be three parts of this. For those who don't know, a while ago, so it was last year sometime, we started doing teaching series. And that was something that the Lord really showed me about uh, educating people on things that, uh, and maybe even de- demystifying certain things. So we've taught about deliverance. We've taught about prophecy. We've taught about um, like he- hearing God, like a myriad of different things, anxiety, you know, dismantling strongholds in your life was the last one that we did. Uh, so we've never done one on prayer. And I was like, yeah, we probably should. And and Illumination, um, big shout out to God using the vessel that is Illumination uh, because she was like, what about, because we were looking at what we were going to do next after Kara's. Um, and she was like, oh, we should, what about Christina and, and prayer? And I was like, maybe she, maybe, she, maybe she, she'd be open to it. She's like, oh yeah, I have a whole curriculum. I teach to churches and in and, and groups and we're like, perfect. Would you want to do, maybe you want to do it with us. Um, and so, uh, we're super blessed to have her on. We love Christina. She's an amazing human being, uh, and a friend as well. She's just a great, great person and very well equipped to teach on this subject. So if any of you guys are curious about other teaching series that we've done, and maybe this is your first or second, um, there are others in the, especially on, it's the easiest to find on YouTube, but you can fish around on them uh, on Rumble. But the easiest way is on YouTube. If you navigate over to the playlist tab, you'll see all of them there. Each one is numbered. So you'll see like teaching or series one, deliverance, series two, yada, 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 on and on and on. So this is series 11. It's going to be an awesome, awesome series. I'm very excited. So my guest today, guys, she, uh, I, I say this a lot, but I think it's worth noting. Um, God has really blessed her efforts and her walking out in obedience. Uh, she has over a million followers on TikTok, and God had her start praying for people. So we're going to play a quick clip to give you a little taste, and then we're going to jump on in. Hey, wait. Let me pray for you. Hey, wait. Hey, wait. Hey, wait. Let me pray with you. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, wait. Let me pray with you. Let me pray with you. Let me pray with you. Hey, wait, let me pray with you. Father, in Jesus' name, we lift you up today, and I thank you that every person will be utterly convinced of your greatness, of your holiness, and of your goodness in their life. Father, I pray for this person's purpose, and I thank you that you are the author and the finisher of our faith. God, you will finish what you started. And Lord, I pray that you would fill them with faith, fill them with courage, fill them with boldness, and a holy resilience to fulfill the kingdom purpose that you have placed on their lives. Lord, I thank you that you are demolishing the spirit of fear. And I thank you for a spirit of repentance and hearts being turned back to the Father in the season. Lord, I thank you for filling the earth with all of your glory and for the season of miracles. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Mm, boom. If you are not following her, guys, do yourself a favor and go follow her because that's how it goes. You're scrolling along and all of a sudden she says, hey, wait. And you go, I will wait. She goes, let me pray for you. And you go, yes, please. And then you're super encouraged. She's super encouraging, uh, speaking life into people because that's God's heart. So uh, let's give it up for my guest today. She's an influencer. She's also the author of the book, Hope in 60 Seconds. Let's give it up for our guest today, Christina Baker.
that video? I did. Did you do that? Okay, yeah. I thought you did. I was like, yeah. This is so, uh, before we get started, um, I actually would love for you to pray. I meant to do yeah. that behind stage, but I was like, no, it's actually more appropriate. Power okay. of prayer. Go ahead and lead us out in prayer, Christine. Yeah, thank you, Father. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this moment. Lord, we thank you for all the people that are listening right now and will listen later. And we ask for an impartation of your spirit right here through the screen, right, mm -hmm. right there through the sound waves. Lord, we pray that you would take full dominion yes. of the airways right now, Lord. We ask that each of us would tangibly be able to sense your presence, Jesus. And we pray right now, Lord, that no matter what is said, that the only face that we would all see is you mm -hmm. and the only voice that we would all hear is yours. Father, we ask right now that you would uh, just come in and teach us just as your disciples asked you, Lord, teach us to pray, teach us to commune with you, teach us to come face to face with you every day, Lord. And I, I ask for a, just a special anointing, just your presence over every person right now. And we thank you right now in Jesus name for everything that you're getting ready to do. In your mighty name, we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So before we get started, because we're teaching on the power of prayer, um, I'm I'm just curious, uh, have you always been a prayerful person or has that is this been something you've had to learn to grow in, especially like as you embarked on the TikTok thing? I'm, I'm really curious. Yeah. You know, you know, I love testimonies, Jeff. I know you do, yeah. too. Um, yeah. Because when we when we just share the testimony, people just the, the spirit of a prophecy just flows into people's lives. So, um, and, and a lot of you have heard that you've heard this story, but when I gave my life to the Lord, a group of intercessors were praying at a secular university that I was, that I was working at. Mm -hmm. And so I had just gotten arrested. I was out on bail. I was sitting at my desk, contemplating how I was going to take my life that night. And I get a tap on the shoulder and it's this man named Hillroy who says that they've been having prayer meetings uh, every day on the third floor at noon and that he had a word from the Lord for me. And I was so, I was so uh, arrested in that moment because I had this thought of how did he know where I was at and what I was contemplating. And so that's, that's the very thing that drew me into this place. And so I walked in and it was a group of intercessors. Did I know what an inter intercessor was? No, I didn't. I, I just knew these people to me, they looked like a bunch of, they were crazy. But I remember having this thought and I was like, if there is a God, these people have come face to face with him. Wow. They were talking to God like they knew him. And, you know, it's not a knock on, on uh, reading prayers. I think there's always a place for all of that. You know, I mean, I, we, we write prayers and I think that that can teach people how to pray, but, but there was something coming from the inside of these people that that I had never seen before, sensed before, or heard before, and it drew me in. So, to answer your question, no, I was I was not a person of prayer. I didn't I didn't know what prayer was, uh, but I gave my life to the Lord, and it was a group of wild, fire filled intercessors that introduced me to the Lord Jesus. Mm. And, and I, I never, you know, I didn't start going to church until it was a long time after that. That was my church every day at noon. We had something called PT, which was prayer time. It was kind of something we did on the down low just because you couldn't have a religious 
right. gathering at a secular right. university. So we would go down PT and let me tell you, demons were getting cast out. The Lord was just prophesying through this group of people. And I was being introduced to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords through the power of their intimacy with the father. Hmm. And so I didn't know church yet. I, you know, I, eventually I was like, man, I want more of this. I want to go to church. But that, that was how I was introduced. And so wow. all I knew is that when we come together and, and these people are telling me that I have direct access to the throne as, as a child of God, now that I've given my life to Jesus and it wrecked me. I just knew when I, when I see him, when I see him, this is my reality. And at the end of the day, Jeff, for all of us or every person listening, at the end of the day, when we close our eyes and we look at God, that's our reality. Mm. And so um, I have a passion. Uh, the Lord, you know, almost 15 years ago, I didn't know that this was what the Lord, the assignment that the Lord was going to put on my life was to not just, um, you know, the Lord's given me the opportunity and the privilege to be able to pray for people. But I've said this to you before, when we watch other people love God, talk to God and be sold out for him, we learn how to love him for ourselves. And that's what this group of people taught me. Awesome. So, so great. So no, I didn't, I didn't Jeff, but, but I quickly found that, that, that prayer was and communication and fellowship with the father was, was the plumb line in every heart of every single one of our hearts. Yeah. yeah. So what are people going to be learning? What's your hope and prayer that people grasp during this series? And then also what are we going to be learning about today? Yeah. You know, I initially I thought, okay, we're going to talk, teach and talk a little bit about prophetic intercession, which is what I do online. That's a form of prophetic intercession. Uh, but I really want to lay a groundwork today of what prayer is, because the reality of it is, is that the disciples asked Jesus one thing and they said, Lord, teach us to pray. They didn't ask him to teach him to prophesy or to deliver or to That's preach. Right. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. So I want to, I really feel led of the Lord that we're going to talk about intimacy with the Father and what that looks like before we get into, because listen, there's a lot of buzzwords, prophetic intercession, identificational, identificational repentance and all those things. And it, it gives kind of, there's verbiage for the things that happen when we're in the presence of the Lord. But the thing is, is that if we're not connected to his heart, and we're not, you know, this Psalm, I believe Psalm uh, 27 says that, you know, this, this thing I ask for, this one, the one thing to dwell in the house of, here, the Lord wants to teach us intimacy with him. And that's where prayer, that's where everything flows out of. And so um, we're going to talk about, and also, you know, wherever the Lord leads us, Jeff, we're going to ask the Lord to teach us yeah. from his heart what prayer is prophetic intercession and also um, just asking, I'm going to ask the Lord to put mantles of intercession on people. Awesome. And that's my heart because people believe that it's, I love how you said earlier, you when we want to demystify and remove this, you know, ooh, this is only for the special ones. Right. And there's, that doesn't exist in the kingdom. Or like my prayers, God doesn't hear my prayers. That's like a, that is like a lie of <laughs> lies. That Satan says to people a lot. It's a, yeah. 
I just think like, I've got some testimonies about that too. I've oh, got, awesome. Yeah. I love I've testimonies. Got testimonies. Love the testimonies. But I think too, like it, my, my big thing and one of my big hearts through Elijah fire, but especially through like the teaching series is like, yes, you can walk this out. Whoever you are. Yes, you can, because there's all this, whatever it is, fill in the blank. Uh, yeah. it, because there's so much like the enemy is quick to condemn our efforts. Yeah. Right. And especially with prayer, we're like, Oh, I'm never going to like, I can only pray for like five seconds. And then like, I feel like I'm, I, I just don't know how to pray and, and, and really uh, instilling pe the confidence in people that wherever they're starting at this place from some of people listening are longtime intercessors. They're, they're able to run those mar those prayer marathons, you know, yeah. they've got the stamina and the endurance. Um, but other people are just starting out and they feel like they're continuing to like get back on the bicycle of, uh, of prayer and they keep falling off, keep falling off. Um, and so really instilling that confidence in people of like, you know what, I'm going to start today. I'm going to, the yeah. fruit of this episode is that I start a regular prayer life today. That's, that's the fruit that I'm praying comes as a result of this series. So I'm excited. I'm very it's, excited. It's really powerful what you said. You know, I, I, I wasn't going to share this probably until next week, but I, I think given, given what you just shared, um, I, I want to share this because the reality of it is, is that our words matter to the Lord mm -hmm. and the things the the, what we, the things that we go through, the things that we say to him matter to him. And sometimes people think that, well, God's not hearing my prayers because I'm not seeing the evidence of it. I'm not seeing an answered prayer. But I remember many, many years ago, uh, Jeff, this is when the Lord started to teach me, like, I'm actually listen, listening to you. And it's so, it, it's a moment in my life where I could tell, it was like an altar moment. You know, they used to build altars to the Lord in the Old Testament, like Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shama, Jehovah Shalom. And this was an altar moment in my life because it, for me, it was an altar of the Lord hears my prayer. Okay. And we, we were at a McDonald's and Evan was really little. I was there with, um, with Ryan and a good friend of ours, who's actually a close friend of ours that, that began to teach us how to pray, teach me how to pray. And we were praying for a friend that had walked away from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so this was in a time where the Lord was teaching me about seeing what he saw and, and saying what he says, hearing and saying what he says. Okay. And so we're praying for her. And then all of a sudden I see this picture of a shofar and I had just learned even what a shofar was at the time. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I, I was learning how to discern and say what I saw in the spirit. And so I see this picture of a, tr of a shofar and I said, Lord, sound the alarms. And we continued praying. It was just like we were going around. We were praying in the spirit. And a second time, I don't know how much time went by, but it seemed like an eternity. And I saw the shofar again and I said, Lord, sound the alarms in her life right now. Um, and then all of a sudden we hear the fire alarms going off in McDonald's and the kids are going crazy. And Ryan's a musician. So Ryan goes, Ryan says to our friend Mike and I, he goes, you guys didn't hear it the first time. The minute she said, sound the alarms, the alarms went off and then they, they turned them off. And the second time she said it, the alarms went off again. And I was so 
it was the first time where the Lord just deposited this thing in me of like, I'm hearing what you're saying. Mm. And because it is my will, I'm going to do exactly what you've asked for. And I'm going to move on her behalf. And we went around. So the Lord gave this word in prayer. We went around her house, blowing the shofar outside of her house seven times, kind of like Jericho. And it wasn't but a week later, she turned her life back to the Lord. It was like this whole thing. So the scriptures tell us that when we pray according to his will, he hears us. And so when the scriptures say he hears us, when we pray, the we there's something in us that has to be, there has to be faith that, that comes from, from within us says, God, I believe you at your word, that you will do what you said you will do. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that that's one of the seeds that God begins to deposit in us when we, when we, when we pursue this life of prayer with him and intimacy with him is that he is who he says he is. He will do what he said he will do. And all of this flows from a place of intimacy, Jeff. Hmm. So we can pray for mantles all day. And I believe the Lord will super supernaturally do that. He'll put mantles of prayer and intercession on people. But if you really, for one that really wants, I want a life, I want to live a life of prayer. I want to live a life that Jesus lived. It's going to come from a place of passion, of intimacy with the Father. And from that place, everything else will flow. I've asked myself this question so many times, Jeff. What is it? Why didn't the disciples ask Jesus, teach us to deliver demons? Why didn't they ask him, teach us to prophesy, teach us to teach, teach us to preach, teach us fill in the blank, all the things that we do. They had spent three years with Jesus and had seen that the, we'll say the secret, okay, which is just a lack of a better term, but the, what, what was behind this powerful public ministry that we see in Jesus's life was the life that he had of intimacy with the father. Mm. And they knew there was something about when Jesus connects with the father, all of this other stuff is happening. So we don't have to worry about, well, how do I teach? How do I prophesy all that's a byproduct of intimacy and relationship with the father and and that is prayer prayer is not this you know we can look at it different ways it's what it's something that just we do but it's the connection it's the continual intimacy with him yeah and and really quick what would you say to like someone who may be even dismissing like man i love the idea of intimacy but i don't have any time in my schedule for intimacy with him uh, cause I feel overwhelmed. What would you say, what would you say to someone like that? Who's very quick to maybe dismiss what you just said? Yeah. Well, I think that we're, first of all, and I mean, this might sound cliche, but it's just the first thing that comes to my mind, Jeff. The reality of it is, is that we're too, if we're too busy to pray there, we're, we're too busy not to pray and have that relationship with him because I just go back to the story of uh, Mary and Martha, where God gives it, where the Lord gives us this, this, let's say this is this comparison. A lot of people are like, well, are you a Mary or Martha? And I don't believe it's about, see, Martha was busy and Mary was preoccupied with the things of the Lord. I think it's not about one or the other. I think it's Mary before Martha. I think it's, we become, there's, if somebody feels, and we've all been in those seasons, then that's something that you can ask the Lord to change 
sometimes it's a it, your perspective. Sometimes it's like making time, whatever that thing is. What is it that's making you too busy not to pray? Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. What is it that's because... In this story, what the Lord is 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 showing us. I'm gonna. I just want to read that scripture to you right now. Yeah. And it says, "Now as they went on their way, Jesus Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. So the Lord, he wants to have preeminence in everything that we do, Jeff. And that's, that's at the end of the day, that's, when we put him first and we put our fellowship and our intimacy with him first, there isn't going to be a, there isn't going to be this thing of like, I'm too busy to pray. I don't have mm-hmm. the time to pray because we, we take the Lord. And, and I think that if you, there's so much spiritual warfare involved at the moment that we, we say, I'm going to set aside 10 minutes sacred every single day, just to spend time with the Lord. All of a sudden, you'll start getting calls from people that you never got calls from. All of a sudden, the kids are screaming, and they weren't screaming up until that very moment. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's a realization that we have to come to in our maturity and our relationship with the Lord, that there comes a place where He, when we make that time for Him, everything else in our lives is going to flow from that place. Mm-hmm. The power of any marriage, of any godly marriage ministry, you name it, all the things, right? All the things that we do here, I believe come from the plumb plumb line of intimacy and prayer with the Lord. Mm -hmm. So my challenge to that person would be, and and has, because we've all walked through those seasons is, Lord, help me to make the time and overcome the temptation of being too busy, of being distracted as Martha was, and help me to become the Mary of Bethany the one that puts you first, no matter what else is going on around. Yeah. Yeah. And and I will say also just to add to this, that um, I think to, and, and this is going to seem like a no brainer to maybe more seasoned believers listening or watching, but younger believers, maybe not so much, but redefining what intimacy means, because if God mm-hmm. is supposed to be a part of every aspect of their life, I would argue that you can engage in intimacy with them like that. Like right there, right there. Some of the, one of the most powerful times I had with the Lord, I was breaking down a pallet of bananas at Trader Joe's. So that like, that was a, an encounter I had with the Lord during a time of prayer um, that totally marked me was that, that so that was breaking down a pallet of bananas. I was working. I was busy. I was under the clock. I was trying to get something done as quick as possible. And then God was like, hold on. And then like, you know, zapped me, you know, but so for those of you who maybe your, your definition of intimacy is closed off in a room with no interruptions. Not everybody had, 
not everyone is in a place where they can do that. And um, especially if they have young kids who need to be around them every second of every day, um, not everybody can, can, can afford that type of uh, a, that, that type of a definition of intimacy. So redefining that and realizing that you can engage in it wherever you are, you can grow with God, like, you know, God is aware that, you know, we need to work, we need to, you know, all those things, but not letting those things take the place of that priority, which is intimacy, which is what you're talking about. Yeah. And we saw that with Jesus, Jeff, Mm -hmm. he, he, he carried his relationship and his fellowship with the father on, it was in personal in a private, in a private place, but it was on public display because even before he raised Lazarus, he stopped and what did he do? He prayed. And he's like, this isn't for me. This is so that this, so that they could see. And he stopped and, and you see, I don't know about you, but when, when I read that scripture of Jesus communing with the father, I feel like it's a, it's almost like you're, you're watching again, a very personal moment with him because it's just him and the father. Mm-hmm. And though he talks to the father and then he performs a miracle and he was doing this as he went. So you're right, Jeff, there's times where, and I believe that this is, I mean, we, we do have, to, I mean, that part of our life is communing with him in, in, a, in a private way. Sometimes that's closing a door. Sometimes that's driving in your car. Sometimes it's doing the dishes and you're communing with him mm-hmm. because the reality of it is, is that the, the communion with the Lord doesn't stop when we leave our prayer closet or yeah. wherever that, that prayer closet goes with us, wherever we go mm-hmm. and wherever we are whether we're with people or, or not. So, um, yes, yes. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. All right, let's keep going. So, so I shared earlier, I think that for those that are just embarking on their journey of God, I want to live, I want to live a life of prayer with you. I do believe, you know, it's just, Sometimes you have to just start with that five minutes and it's a moment where you just have with the Lord and you just give the Lord five minutes now, and that could be anywhere, but it's, it's having that sacred time with him and being aware that the temptations are going to come to not spend time with him, Mm -hmm. to not spend time in prayer, to read the word and to have that, just that one-on-one time with the Lord, because that's what begins to happen literally, if you want to put hell on notice, begin to set that time aside with the Lord, wherever that is. And I want to encourage those right now that are, if you're in that place where you're like, Jeff said, I don't have the time. I don't know where to start. Ask the Lord right now, God, would you give me, grace me and put me, put a mantle of prayer on me. Show me and teach me how to pray. So I just want to pray right now for those that are listening. If you're Mm -hmm. ready to embark on this journey with the Lord, and even for those of you that have been walking with the Lord for 20 years, 30 years, however long it is, and and you just feel like the ax has grown a bit dull and you you want to re-engage the Lord on that level, I want to pray for you right now. So Mm -hmm. Father, we, we thank you. We thank you that communion with you is everything that we will ever need on this side of heaven. 
And I ask you right now, Lord, that you would just begin to put mantles of prayer and intercession on your people, Lord, that there would be a burning desire, a passion to meet with you and lock eyes with you. Lord, I pray that whatever hindrances, whatever temptations or distractions there may be, Lord, we ask right now that you would uh, remove every obstacle. And we ask that the, your presence would just flood the atmosphere of their homes or wherever they are right now listening to this. And I ask right now that you would just begin to fan into flame, Holy Spirit, people that will seek you with all of their heart, with all their mind, with all their soul, and with all of their strength, God. And we ask for, Lord, just revival fires, just breaking out mm -hmm. in their times of communion with you, Lord. That when they close their eyes, that they would see you, that they would lock eyes with you, Jesus. And Lord, we, we ask you today, Father, we know that one of the things that stops that fellowship is shame. And the enemy loves to put shame on people to, uh, to try to stop us, Lord, from engaging you. And I just ask right now that you would break off shame. Mm -hmm off of every heart in the mighty name of Jesus. And we ask, Lord, that your kingdom would come, that your will would be done through every single person right now listening to us, Lord. We pray that you would teach them. Lord, teach them your ways. Show them your desires. Show them your, your Lord, the things that light your heart on fire and that they would be conduits of that here on earth, Lord. And Father, we just thank you right now for eyes to hear, eyes to see and ears to hear what your spirit is saying, Lord. And we thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You know, I'm reminded of uh, Jesus said he only, he only did what he saw the father doing and he only said what he heard the father saying. And, and that's one of the things that, that I'm passionate about, Jeff, is every answer, everything that we need is found in that place with co of communion with him. Okay, no joke. God has been speaking to me about that passage, like the past, like I would say the past week. Wow. And then even this morning I got up and I was, yeah, I actually went over that passage and God was speaking to me more about it. So the, yeah, like- What was he saying to you? Uh, um, it is in specifically in regards to, to hearing God is that it's not about, okay, well, what, what's the first thing that pops in my head? It, it's less about that. Cause I've heard some people teach about, this is how you prophesy, whatever first pops in your head. I'm like, no, we prophesy from our spirit and, Amen. and it Amen. comes from that place of intimacy. And when yeah. you spend time in intimacy with him, that's when you begin to know his voice instantly. So good. And, so good. and, uh, it kind of goes back to a, uh, an analogy I've shared before, but I was listening to a, I was talking to the Lord about hearing him and I was going through something. It was when I was much younger, but I was going through something and I was trying to hear God in regards to, I was getting a lot of anxiety about like, I just want to hear you. I want to make sure I'm hearing you. And I immediately, and I was hearing him accurately, but I was overthinking it. And I was like starting to second guess. And and then I heard this song on the radio. And I go, that sounds like so-and-so. And then I looked it up and I go, it is so-and-so, but I'd never oh, heard wow. that song before. And he goes, 
the Holy Spirit immediately goes, how did you know that that was that, that person's voice? I said, well, they, cause I've sat time. I spent time listening to their music. And, and he said, um, he said, that's, he said, that is the same apply. You apply that same principle to hearing my voice. That's how you hear my voice as you spend time with me. And so I was like, wow, like, uh, and, and so, yeah, so that's kind of what God has been speaking to you. Oh, can you repeat that passage for the chat? People are wanting to know the, yes. the, the chat or the one that you were. Yeah. Let me, um, it just, it actually just, you mean the Jesus only said what he saw the father. Uh-huh. Let me pull it yeah, up here. I'm trying to find the one. I, I didn't have it like, in my notes. I know. Was... I read through it several times, like through several pages today, yep. this morning. So I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find it. It's in so John. It was just, when we the were praying, was yes, John. it's in John. <laughs> yeah. So when we were praying, I saw that scripture. I know that that was, um, so John 12, 49 through 50. Um, and also there's actually a couple of scriptures. Uh, John, uh, John 12, 49. Um, uh, John 5. So John 5, 19 and 20 is exact, but there's, there's difference where he's saying the same thing, but mm -hmm. teaching in a different way. So I think one of the things that is so important about what you said, Jeff, is that hearing from him is for me, it's, and I know for you as well as the single most important, I mean, I have to hear from him. I need, yeah. I need to know what he has to say about every aspect of my life, because I've lived on the other side of the fence of what that looks like of not hearing from God and mm -hmm. no, and experiencing the pain of that. And so there's, uh, there's, something that happens when you when you spend time with him and you begin to hear him he's all of a sudden all the questions they god what what do you have to say about this or what do you have to say about this person it happens in that time with him yeah. and and the thing is is that I, I mean i don't know about you jeff but i remember when when i gave my life to the lord in that break room I, I just said, there was like this holy addiction that I had for the presence of God, where mm -hmm. I went from, you know, addicted to everything I could get my hands on. But now it was like, oh my gosh, I've, I've got to have you. I've got to mm -hmm. have you. I don't, I need to hear your voice. And the longer you walk with the Lord, the more that even solidifies even more in your heart because he holds the key to every answer and every problem and everything that we face in our lives and in the world around us. It's him. It's him. So also I think that what begins to happen as you spend time with the Lord in prayer is he starts to share his heart with you. He starts to share his secrets with you. And there's this question of, um, can you, can you be trusted with the Lord's secrets? And he mm. begins to share with you. And, and you're like, well, what does that mean? God's secrets. Well, God will share secrets with you when you spend time in prayer with him. Mm -hmm. He'll share secrets with you about people and about things and about things to come sometimes in your own life or in the world around us. And he'll share things on his heart about someone that he's furiously pursuing. So we'll get into a little bit of that next week. But I think that 
that's another thing that as we as we seek the Lord, there's this, I, I think what happens is that when we don't see an immediate, well, I didn't hear from God. I just spent a whole hour and I didn't hear anything. There's this other part of waiting on the Lord and waiting on him. Sometimes you're not going to hear him say anything, but you're in his very presence that mm -hmm. is changing you mm -hmm. and is transforming you from the inside out. Mm. Just being in his presence, just sitting with the Lord. And I think we need to, I mean, you, how it is in our marriages, Jeff. I mean, do you, do you and Lauren, you know, sit there and just all, sometimes you can just sit there and say nothing at all. Being in each other's presence is, is medicine enough. Yeah. And it's same. It's, it's, it is the absolute same with the Lord. He's given us a picture in our marriages of what our, our marriage to the Lord looks like. I mean, it's just, we have this physical for those that are married, you see very much, there's just so much that he teaches us through our marriages as well mm -hmm. with him. It's like, I don't have to sit and talk all the time with Ryan. We can sit for hours and not say a word mm -hmm. and we're yeah. comfortable. And then the other, the, the other side of that too, and I've been rebuked from the Lord about this is, is, um, cause he often uses my relationship with Lauren, um, and is like, why why he'll point out something and be like why why is it so difficult for you to apply that same thing to your relationship with me and i'm like man like well when you put it like that um <laughs> you know and it's things like constantly co complaining about my problems wow. to god we're like that's the first thing out of my mouth is complaining about all these things wrong in my life uh or all these things i feel like i'm doing wrong um I would say it's more that than it is complaining about problems and God will use my relationship with Lauren and be like, do you know that Lauren is, is not perfect? I'm like, yeah, I do, but I absolutely love her. I'm crazy about her. And he's like the same thing. I feel the same way about you, you know, wow. and realizing like, Oh, like, <laughs> so you're very aware of my problems and you're answering them to my prayers to help with those problems by putting, presenting me with opportunities to grow, to respond to those things, you know, and that's actually shifted my perspective a lot on prayer because then it like motivates me to actually like, oh, I don't know, like hear God's heart for people rather than constantly feeling like, okay, in order to like come before you, I have to point out all the things I know I did wrong yesterday or could have done better. You know, it's like, that's not, that would be an unhealthy relationship. <laughs> if like, Christina, every single time you and I hung out, you'd be like, okay, these are all the things I did wrong. And I blah, 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 blah. You right. know, I'd be like, calm yeah. down, chill out. Right. All right. Yeah. You know, like, so. That's powerful. It's yeah. powerful, Jeff. I think that God wants us, you know, more than ever, he wants us to become, to be completely comfortable in the transitions and the seasons that change, you know, in, I would say, since I gave my life to the Lord and up into this moment, we know as the years go by, seasons change and you grow deeper in your relationship with the Lord, but it, it looks different in different seasons. Mm -hmm. And I think that, and I don't know whoever's, maybe this is for somebody listening right now. Um, the scriptures tell us that there's no more condemnation for those who are in Christ. And so 
Some of you may be sensing some condemnation. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. With this topic, when it's Lord, teach us to pray, there's something that can come on and just like, well, I'm not doing enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just really feel like the Lord wants to release some people Mm. of that. This is not about doing. This is a love affair with your, with your savior, with your Lord, with your very best friend in the entire world that you, the Lord is not expecting you to do anything. And if you're, maybe some of you are thinking like, okay, I'm going to today, I'm going to do those five, 10 minutes that they, that they said to do. I want to encourage you right now to just sit with him, have a place where you can just sit with him. For some of you, it may be in your car. For some of you, it may be on the couch, sitting with your children, sitting with your baby. Connect with him and connect with his heart. And I just want to ask the Lord right now to lift off any condemnation. I feel like the Lord is going to do that right now. Just lift off any condemnation or any agendas that you need to do something to be able to engage the Lord. And be able to start this for some of you embarking on this new journey or starting again or going deeper with the Lord. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you just for the sweetness of your presence. That, God, we don't have to do, we don't have to shout, even though those things may come out sometimes, Lord. Our love for you is great. And, and there's things that come out from the inside of us. But Lord, I just pray that, that there would be just a grace to come and sit with you. I just hear, I just hear that phrase, come away with me. And the Lord is calling some of you, even today, you're just kind of feeling this pull from the inside of like, the Lord is calling you these, what we're speaking of today, there's something in this that you're like, God, I want more of you. I want to sense your presence. I want to go deeper with you. I want to know you more, but I don't know how to. And I ask you today, Lord, that you would just, Lord, I just thank you that you tear up all of our lists and you, Lord, you sit with us and just your very presence changes us. So I ask you today, Lord, that you would whisk your people away in intimacy with you. Lord, that they would come away with you without anything that they think that they need to do, but simply, Lord, just to to be able to spend time with you. I ask you for that today, Father. Mm -hmm. And Lord, I pray that, that they would lock eyes with you, that when they close their eyes, that their reality, Lord, that as they see you, that they would see themselves in you. And that your gaze back at them as you look right through them, Lord, changes them. It changes us, God. So we ask you today, Lord, would you change us from the inside out as we sit sometimes in silence with you, Lord. And I ask you, Father, that you would break the power of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus over every heart. I can almost hear minds, just thoughts going, but I can't. Mm. 
Mm. Father, I thank you that you silence that fear now in the name of Jesus. Silence every voice. Silence every demonic assignment. Silence every single word that has come against them that says, I can't. And we ask you today, Lord, for a fresh new beginning. Some of you are going to start fresh. This is going to be like a springing forth into your just a depth in the deep waters with the Lord that you've never experienced. And I just hear the Lord saying that the place that you're going away with him, he's going to, he's going to show you great and mighty things. He's going to share his secrets with you because the secret of the Lord is with those who are in covenant with him. Mm. God is going to trust great secrets with some of you. And so father, we just thank you for what you're doing in your people doing in all of us in Jesus name. Mm. Amen. Amen. Yeah. 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 Something that we, I, that God has really been emphasizing to me lately. And it's something that continues to pop up amongst various guests on the show as well has been this whole topic of intimacy that that is like, there's nothing greater. And that's like the message that I really, I'm realizing is very much, you know, we all have like life messages, yeah. you know, things that God really is instilled in us. And that's one that I just feel a continued burning and it's increasing in its intensity is wow. just like, look, like the answer to everything, because like, especially with me and areas that I feel called into, God has led me down a completely different path. And on paper, it would look like, dude, what are you doing? Like, that's <laughs> not how you like, and there's just, God has led, like I lived down in LA and I had, you know, I started becoming friends with people in the industry and they're like, why are you moving away? You need to get discovered. And I just was like, God is leading me in that direction. He's leading me back home and being obedient to that rather than doing what I feel like I should be doing. And obviously there's been, you know, uh, increasing my skill set, all those things, but realizing like every aspect of our life stems from that place of intimacy. And so any open doors you're looking for, any answers to prayer that you're looking for, it's intimacy. That's what it is. You want to see your relationship revived with your spouse? Guess what? It's intimacy. Intimacy with the Lord will give you the solutions you need. Those answers are found seeking his face. It's not from, okay, I need to look, there's going to be work. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I do not want to sugarcoat it. There will be work involved. But the solutions to whatever it is you're looking for, that is found in intimacy with him. And there's no, there's nothing of greater importance because everything we do will stem from that overflow of that, of that interaction with the Lord, of that intimacy with the Lord. So I get very, very passionate about this topic because, man, that's it. Like, I think that, you know, growing up, um, you know, for 20 years in the church, um, I think that there's a lot of, there, there's been a lot of, uh, overcomplicate, overcomplication of things that are very simple. Like I don't have the answer to every single person's, um, situation that they're in other than seek his face, seek his face, seek his face, seek his face, seek his face wow. you know? And, um, I mean, that's why it says like in James, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And we always quote that last part, resist the devil and he will flee flee from you. But the first part of it is submit to God. Um, And, and so, yeah, I mean, they, yeah, the easiest way to submit to God is when you're seeking his face. 
you know, he's very quick to identify things like, Hey, this has got to go. This has got to go. You're awesome. You're like, some people need to be told they're that he they're loved, you know, like sometimes it's not always, yes, you're doing all these things wrong. You know, anyway, sorry, it was a long winded. No, it's powerful. And the thing is, is Jeff, you, and you can just tell, you can feel the anointing on the words that you're, that you're sharing right now, because you have lived this, Mm -hmm. you have lived this, you have learned this, you have walked this out step-by-step with the Mm -hmm. Lord. And so, you know, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, like I was sharing earlier, the prophetic intercession, and, and we'll get into all of those things about God's heart for the lost, how he, how, when we pray for people, but if we don't talk about the foundation, then everything else that we build on will crumble. Mm-hmm. So you can teach people how to do all these things, but at the center of all of this is a, is a relationship with him. Jesus said, okay, the disciples are like, Lord, teach us to pray. And he's like, okay, our father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. He breaks the box on all religion in that moment. He's like, holy is your name. He, it's, it's about you. Mm-hmm. It's about you and you alone. And it's, it's not, it's not, and you know, sometimes we all have lists, right? But I think when, when we bring our lists to the Lord, he's kind of like, I mean, you know, Jeff, how it is like, the Lord just like, Shh. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, my precious list. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Lord. And he's so awesome because, because Matthew 6 and 33 says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. God is giving us this confidence that, like you said, Jeff, when we seek his face, when we seek the face of Jesus, all of the list that you have, that you're holding in your hands, God's going to add it to you. Seek his face. What is it? You want that marriage healed. Seek his face. You, you need God to revive you from the inside out. Seek his face. You need God to, to bring back your kids that walked away from the Lord. Seek his face. It's all at the center of everything we do. Yeah. So Lord, teach us to pray. Mm-hmm. Holy is your name. It's all about you. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to say, a little bit later, he says, and give us this day, our daily bread. And he's not talking about provision just provision i think is part of it but he's talking about the bread of his presence Mm. jesus said that he's the bread of life and so he's teaching us in the in in the just in that i just love when he just the lord says like one thing it's like there's just so much to unpack it's like yeah yeah (laughs) okay we'll just go hi jeff (laughs) the meaning today yeah. One thing, he's just so beautiful, but uh-huh. give us this day our daily bread. Why didn't he say weekly? Why didn't he say monthly or yearly? The Lord knew that we were going to need the bread of his presence on a daily basis to, to be able to walk this thing out with him was his, his presence. You know, Ryan, and I don't want to, next week I'll have the specific scriptures. Ryan says to me the other day, he's like, you know, it's so awesome. He's been studying in the temple, you know, uh, just it just in the old testament he talked about how when the priest ministered there was a certain amount of time i believe it was three years when they ministered to the lord during that time there was like no disease like there were miracles there was like no disease there was and i next week i'll come back with the specific scripture Uh so we can unpack that but i just had a moment ryan looked at me goes you know that's the key of living in his presence 
is that everything that we need, everything that we want, miracles, everything is found in looking at him and ministering to the Lord. And so when we minister to the Lord, instead of preoccupying ourselves, like Martha, that was a, Jesus wasn't condemning what Martha was doing. Right. Jesus was just saying, Mary first, what Mary's doing is first. Mm -hmm. And then what, when you're a Mary, everything, all the gifts that Martha carried will come with Mary, mm -hmm. but it's Mary first. So my prayer is that for everybody listening, that all of us, would have this desire to be like a Mary of Bethany, that we sit at the at the feet of Jesus and hear his voice, anoint his feet, and just that we, and I just want to do that now, Jeff, that we just bring this before the Lord, where we just break the alabaster of our hearts mm -hmm. before him. And that for those, and many of you, I just kind of feel this pull. It's almost like an umbilical cord. You're just kind of feeling the Lord drawing you into the depths of his heart and his presence. Father, we pray right now for Lord, just a company of Mary of Bethany's Lord in all of us, that we would seek your face before the busyness of life and ministry and businesses and Lord, all of the things that this world has to give us and bring. God, I pray for tunnel vision, focus, in your people today, Lord, that God, the desire and the passion of their heart would be to minister to you, to worship you and to see you as you are. Mm -hmm. And God, we thank you that the anointing of Martha is great, but I thank you, Lord, that you are calling us as a people in this hour to be Mary first and Martha second. And God, we pray right now that you would fill your people with your presence, Give them, Lord, we just ask for a tangible anointing right now. Mm -hmm. God, a grace to seek you like never before. And I, I thank you, Lord, that even tonight, Lord, I just feel like there's some of you tonight that are just going to retreat into that place as Jesus did. And the Lord is going to begin to reveal things to you. He's going to show you things. You're going to connect with the Lord in a way you've never connected with him before. And Lord, we just thank you right now for what you're doing in us, in the body of Christ. Mm. God, that we are putting you first above all things, that you have preeminence in all things, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah. So that's step number one, you guys. Intimacy with the Lord. Wow. Before any kind of like... This is how you do intercession and blah, blah, blah. Like it, it all, everything we do stems from that place. And especially yeah. the, those young believers, everything you do Amen. stems from that place of intimacy. And that's actually good news because um, sometimes it can be easier said than done, especially if you're like really like having to like yeah. get in a habit of. Uh, being diligent in this or shifting how you orient your day. It could be a lot of different things, but um, it's good news because you don't have to have the answer for every single solution in and of yourself. You get to rely upon the Lord and he will guide your steps. Yes. So man, that's good news. That's Let me share news. one, one last thing with you, Jeff. I, yeah. I kind of just could hear these thoughts. You know, some people, I love practicalities of how to, I appreciate I appreciate, you know, when I, 
when I gave my life to the Lord, this, we'll say this subject of prayer was so, it had gripped me. It had arrested me. And I, I just knew like, God, I know that to know you deeper, this is, I just want to know you deeper. And so I began to just devour books on prayer. The very first book on prayer that I read was The Power of Prayer by Peter Wagner. And I was like, I mean, it was like just this whole world of, wow. Um, and I, I just began to devour these books. But one of the, the biggest things that I will say is getting around people that love to be in the presence of God. Um, for those of you that are like, God, I want to, I want to grow in my, in my life of prayer with you and communion with you, getting around people that love to pray is also something that really, I mean, that just in, in the, in the early days and to this day, Jeff, I mean, I've got, you know, people that I, I talk to several times a week where we just, we just go in. It's just, we go in together. We, we, our relationship with the Lord is is important. It's so important to us that when we get together, we pray together. And you have that too, Jeff. It's like, you have people that you pray with. So that's another thing I could just hear people like get around people that love to pray too. Mm. get around people. And maybe you don't have that around you there. Ask the Lord to bring those people into your life. And he will, mm. sometimes he'll do it. You know, you live in different States. A lot of my friends live in different States, but mm -hmm. we still get together to pray. So, yeah. So good. Um, all right. Well, I wanted to make sure that you got everything out that you wanted to on this first thing. If there's more you want to say, then you've got the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll go into, we'll go into all, we'll go into what that looks like. I, I know that there's a lot of like, people want to learn, you know, what does this look like to intercede for others, but also stand in the gap and we'll go into that next week. But yeah. Awesome. That's going to be good. Um, all right. Well, Christina, how can people follow you? Give them all the details. How can they get, how can they get your book? All that yeah. good stuff. Yeah. I'm on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Christina Baker, no H. <laughs> and uh, yeah, my books anywhere books are sold on Amazon. It's called hope in 60 seconds. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Christina, mm, this was a good part one of three. It was good. It was real good. Wasn't this good? Everybody It's so good. So Had thank fun. you so much. Yeah. Seriously. Thank you. Look forward to it next week. Oh yeah. It's going down. So everybody that is part, that's the, the conclusion of part one of three of our, the power of prayer teaching series. Um, this is going to be repeating for the next consecutive Wednesdays. So next Wednesday we'll begin part two of three. And of course we'll conclude on our one year anniversary with Christina Baker Yay. being a part of the Elijah Fire <laughs> family on uh, two two Wednesdays from now. Wow. So um, crazy. So good. So crazy. Yeah. So um, everybody, that is our show. Also, ElijahFire.com slash donate is how you donate. Keeps this thing afloat at five days a week. But then also you get in on that sweet water, the sweet water well efforts that, that we're doing. And we've expanded a ton into other countries because of your guys' generosity and donating to Elijah Fire and Elijah Stream. So God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. 
For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Thank you.